Welcome back to Building the Bach, and I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our weekly one-on-one segment, we talk with Carrie Frank, CEO of Comply365. Frank's ability to listen, disseminate information, and execute has made her one of the hottest tech companies in aviation today. Now, Frank and her team at Comply365 are working with oil and gas. This is Comply365 CEO, Carrie Frank. Well, I founded the company in uh, 2007, my husband and I, and um, you know we really went after aviation, and we just went in to see if there was a niche problem we could solve. So, you know, we bootstrapped a company. You know, we sat our kids down, and and I sat my husband down. I've started about you know a dozen different companies in my life, but I wanted to always build a billion-dollar kind of scalable, huge, giant company. This, I told my husband, this is it. This idea is it. It's not going to be, you know, the last 10. So I said, we have to um, come to an agreement that I'm, I'm willing to, you know, get, I'll lose everything for this business if I have to. So if we end up in a one bedroom apartment, our family has to survive. Like we all have to survive. Our marriage has to survive and we have to be all committed. So we basically took a vote, all the kids and me, and I got three kids, and we took a vote, and everybody said we're in, you know. And um, we literally bootstrapped a company and grew it out of our basement of our home, and uh, we basically were in aviation and looking for a niche problem to solve that nobody had thought about. And we immediately saw a problem around pilots carrying 90 pounds of paper, and you know. Behind them, you know, if you've seen, you've traveled, you've got the really square black briefcase, a really square one, that's full of 90 pounds of paper at 90 pounds. And then the flight attendants average 30 to 45 pounds. So um, basically they carry their maps, their charts, and then they also carry all their policies, documents, procedures, you know, what they have to reference in flight. And so um, at the time, it's 2008 now, they're, they're mailing in like it looks like this, like to crew rooms revisions, right? You have a 1500 page manual and the FAA makes a change tomorrow and I've got to ship these out to, you know, 50,000, you know, they've got a sign that they've received it. They've got to mail it back. They've got to insert pages. They've got to shred the old pages. Like, can you talk about logistical nightmare in my mind? I was like, holy cow, you guys do this? And then if a pilot forgets, which they normally did, um, or gets caught with this envelope without the pages being inserted in their bag, they're fined by the FAA. And it's a huge risk, safety, compliance. So um, we immediately thought, how do we automate this? This is crazy. So that was our first kind of objective. So then I thought, if I just want to automate pilots, and pilots are this crazy, and flight attendants are, let's get the entire airline to show up. So I went to an airline that got a boardroom of every department, and I said, if I automated a technical publications for pilots, how could it help dispatch, ground, maintenance? And it was the first time that had ever been done, that a vendor walked in and just listened and I just started taking notes in that room of all their problems. And then I went back to my coders and I just said, okay, we're not gonna just solve a pilot problem, we're gonna solve an enterprise problem. This document policy procedure problem is with vendors, contractors, employees, it circumferences the entire operation. And in the room, when like maintenance would say their problems, the pilots would be like, wow, we didn't even know you had those problems. 
And so that's how we started. We, we developed our flagship product, which was called DCM, Document Communication Manager. And then when the iPad came out in 2010, I was just so excited. I had, you know, I bought one immediately. And then I start, go back to the airline and I was like, this is it. This is our answer. Like we've automated the back end, we've automated the distribution, but now we're going to make an app on an iPad. And now you guys can all have your manuals on an iPad. And they laughed. They were like, you are, you know, you're so innovative, Carrie, and we love that about you. But you are so Silly little girls. Yeah. <laughs> and we understand your, your problems. So I'd go from place to place with my iPad, and then I went to Jeppesen, the major charting vendor, and I said, listen, we'll automate the manuals, and you can automate your charts. And then we'll go, and they laughed at me. They were like, you're crazy. Aviation is risk adverse, safety, we hate change. And this is too innovative. We'll never go to this. Well, now fast forward, that was 2010. We're, you know, fast forward to today. 90% of the airlines are in approvals for iPads from the FAA. Um, 90% probably will roughly have their approvals in the United States this year to fly with iPads in the cockpits. So anyway, we've solved a problem for the pilots. We're like the fastest growing software company in aviation right now because we, uh, we tackled the, the problem with mobile technology for a disparate workforce. So it's so, you know, it, it mirrors oil and gas so much, you know, because we've got a mobile workforce that, that is at, they're at 30,000 feet, so they don't have connectivity. We're at North Dakota, we don't always have connectivity. So we needed a simple app that worked with or without connectivity, um, that was super secure, um, encrypted, but that corporate could literally push a button and now it would instantly take off all your old policies and procedures and put your new ones in its place without the user having to do anything. And that brought a level of safety for the airlines. Like there was no risk, right, that that pilot had to delete something or update those papers anymore. It was controlled by corporate. And then from there, our clients would say, you're so good at listening, we need you to develop a training suite. Like, we, we need them to do their training the same way. Like, if we can send them there for their documents, why can't we send them there for their training? So we went ahead and added an e-learning system that, you know, tracks who's compliant with their training because that's part of a compliance package. And then from there, they said, we need forms. We need all of our electronic forms on the same app. We've got to... Forms run our operation. Any operation that is regulated is run by forms, policies, procedures, and communication. And then they said workflow. Like, boy, routing and approvals um, is so imperative. We have to have an audit trail for life of how did this get approved or how did we make a change to this document and who approved it. A lot of times a forms kicks off a workflow. You know, if you have, um, we've been working in the gas industry and they, their auditors currently go out and do inspections on pipelines and remote locations around the world while they're filling out paper forms of that inspection. And then that form is like literally traveling like these crazy, like we made a map, but it's like crazy. The form goes to this guy, to this guy, to this guy, and finally makes it back to corporate headquarters where someone else manually enters it into an Excel spreadsheet. It's crazy. So we actually made it so that they could take this out, you know, on an inspection with no connectivity, do their inspection, oh, I've got corrosion, you know, on this pipeline, and 
we're at, you know, over a five, which means this ha- action has to be happened, right? And they hit submit. Next time they get connected, it immediately sends corporate uh, the form, and it started the workflow of getting the crew that has to respond to corrosion on a pipeline, and it follows up with them. So now this becomes the core to any business, right? It's not been thought of by any other technology company of enterprise mobility around the core functionality of your documents, your communication, your forms, your workflow, and your training. Like that, you know, there's accounting software, there's CRM software, you know, there's inventory software. But what is a core of any company? Your policies, your standard operating procedures, your forms, your communication, your documents, your training. Like without that, you're dead in the water. So um, we've done that with mobility. We're, we've done everything for flexibility. So we've got, you know, um, in these groups, we found that all these departments were siloed because basically they had different needs. Like flight attendants, you know, they don't want to use, you know, this file type or they don't want to use an iPad. They want to use an Android. So we built everything flexible. So I've got flight attendants that can use an Android, pilots that use an iPad. You know, I've got training that, you know, sometimes people put a PowerPoint out or a big SCORM file or an articulate file, but it's so flexible. It solves so many problems now that when we come into oil and gas, you don't even know where to start. Like we met with Marathon (laughs) yesterday and, you know, we're sitting there talking to them and, you know, the the ideas that they're coming up with. And I'm like, yeah, this is Mm -hmm. our biggest problem, right? It solves so many problems. It solves Mm -hmm. HR problems, procurement problems, accounting problems. It solves field work problems. It solves tailgate problems, you know, your tailgate meetings, you know, and they're just like, oh my gosh, this is, and it's so simple to use, you know. I can install it in weeks and instantly um, you can have your operation running and you can use smartphones, tablets, PCs, Macs. So I want to ask you a question that uh, I wrote down, which was interesting, how you got started on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've made the statement off the record to people that um, it, what's interesting about the Bakken is that community has become a commodity. Yeah. Uh, a sense of community, mm-hmm. being involved. Right. I wrote down listening as a commodity. It is. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I, I, I would say it is the biggest reason for my success is that I listened. I still listen today. Like, I'm a very active CEO. I'm on the road all the time. And, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, you can't, you can't be that active. And I said, I built this company on listening. And when we decided to go into the energy sector and oil and gas, I just looked at Brian and I said, I want to put my cowboy boots on and come because I listened in aviation and that's how I was successful. And I built relationships with people and I understood their pain. You know, in aviation, I'm, I speak around the world now. They bring me in. I just spoke in Stockholm as a thought leader um, to 300 pilots worldwide. And, you know, to me, it was kind of funny. I giggled, you know, as I introduced me because I was like, yeah, three years ago, most of you were laughing at me. And now I'm a thought leader, you know. <laughs> oh, well. To listen to the entire interview with Comply 365 CEO Carrie Frank, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. That's just part of living here. Want to keep the discussion going? Check out the Billing the Bakken Facebook and Twitter accounts. Life slows down at a few below.
Interested in news from the Bakken? Sign up for the Building the Bakken newsletter at buildingthebakken.com. With the people that I know. And I'm thinking, I'm drinking, I'm spinning, I'm green hair. I hope my car starts when I go.